This is Cal Banthra, Resistance Surveillance Specialist. Our base on Rhodia has been infiltrated by Empire Loyalists. They're destroying everything in sight. I sent a coded message to Jafar of GSPN asking for aid. Our numbers are thinning. Our defenses can't hold much longer. I... Wait. I... I see a ship approaching. Could it be... Has GSPN sent reinforcements? They have. Jafar is here. Oh, thank goodness. The Rebellion still has a fighting chance. With his help, we can surely send the Empire running home with their tails between their legs. I must go out now and aid in any way I can. I... What? No. No. What is this? It can't be. No. I don't understand. Jafar, he's... He's... Something's wrong. His lightsaber, it's... It's red. He... No! He's killing them. He's killing them all. He's killing us. How can it be? He's moving so quickly. I... I don't understand. I... I must take leave. I will report once I've found a more secure location. This is Cal again. I've hidden away in the defunct radar room. I can't explain what I've seen here today. I... I thought... Jafar was with us on our side, but all those fighters, they looked upon him with trust, and he turned on them. He hated the Empire. I, I don't understand. How can- Cal, there you are. Come out. It's safe now. Safe? With you? Ha! You can't fool me, Jafar. I've seen what you truly are. Have you? And what, may I ask, have you seen? Murder? Betrayal? You've become an enemy of natural law and order in the galaxy. Oh, Cal. I'm disappointed. Can't you see? I am law and order. I've only made the choice easier for those who once considered opposing. Choice? Since when is subjugation a choice? Subjugation? Is that how you see it? <sighs> Unfortunate. I always believed you would be a viable asset for the Empire. But now... I see you for what you really are. A coward. Would a coward choose to die on his feet over living on his knees? No, I suppose not. What's this? Huh. Clever little rebel. Still recording, is it? If this were to get out to the public, it'd surely cause problems for the Emperor. The galaxy must never know of the Sith's true intentions for GSPN. Oh, hey. Hey, sorry, didn't, didn't see you all there. You weren't supposed to hear that. This is a Darth Jafar for GSPN. I get to host this episode. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my uh, contortionist. Contortionist, is that a word? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. My two I contortionists can... here, my usual ones. I'm Sith, and I can contort in certain ways, I guess. Oh, that's who they are. Yeah. Yee, this fucking true. Zero contortioning, sir. You're not, <laughs> you're not like that guy from uh, Ocean's Eleven that they would like put into the suitcases and stuff? Did you oh, see those yeah. Movies? Yeah, I love Ocean's Eleven. That was my favorite movie. Not with those my are... sciatic nerve. <laughs> those are some good movies. Oh, man. Sorry about that sciatic nerve, man. Yeah. Yeah. I have a dialysis of the liver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's not a thing. <laughs> but, uh, hey, um, I'd like to welcome the viewers, or I should say uh, listeners, back to another episode. Crazy times right now. Last episode, we were talking about our brackets. I know right now uh, the finals are most likely getting ready to happen. If everything goes the way Jimmy predicted, then it's going to be uh, Golden State versus uh, Miami, but who knows. Huh? Fucking Jimmy. He's, like, fucking dumb. He's yeah, but. But technically, if Jimmy gets them all right, does that mean <laughs> fucking SC? No, Jimmy doesn't count. Mm. Yeah, he's like a. I told him. I told him this. The bracket that he did was for like a trial run. He doesn't really get to do anything with it. Yeah, Jafar but, said he cheated anyway. He did. He waited until like the 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 week before the Eastern Conference Finals and shit like that. <laughs> so he obviously he got the first rounds right. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dumbass. What a dumbass, man. You know who uh, who else is a dumbass? Who? Brian Wright. No. Ooh. 
<laughs> just kidding y'all but yo it, it the off obviously the finals are around this time but we're gonna gear a little more towards back the home t- to the home team we're looking at the spurs there's some spurs rumors going around a lot of things are going to be happening in the in the months to come we have the draft of course uh, and we have free agency and then of course there are things that could happen correlating between the two or whatnot for all we know the spurs are going to do some uh, a sign and trade with someone they might trade a draft pick to to get someone who's an upcoming free agent or something like that in a sign and trade uh, there are a lot of options i don't know if we're quite ready yet to talk about draft prospects but we can draw talk about like you know, certain free agents and stuff in trade scenarios that are being thrown around right now, especially for the Spurs. And looking at the players that some people want us to get or some of the scenarios that uh, the are some of the players that these scenarios include, we can talk about draft positions as well. Because if we're going to go for people like uh, the one of the big things right now, as you guys know, as some Spurs fans may know, is uh, DeAndre Ayton is a. Uh, he was, I think he played 17 minutes total in the last game where they got knocked out by the Mavs. I think he had like five or seven points, didn't really shoot much. Uh, it's been said all year that he's had internal conflict with head coach Monty Williams of the, of the Suns. Um, of course, there was last summer where, uh, it, since it's his contract year, he thought he was owed like a, a, a nice extension or like a max contract, uh, and they didn't give it to him. I don't think guys i don't think he's worth the max contract he hasn't really shown it yet for being a number one overall pick but that's not to say that he's not useful how would how do you guys feel about the rumors around deandre aiden right now i'd be i'd be open to to it but uh like you said probably definitely not the max the old veteran salary maybe the old veterans minimum no i'm just kidding (laughs) for Um, for a fifth year (laughs) No, I don't know. I, for some reason, I feel scared that if we get him, he would get injured. But uh, per the Spurs' luck, nothing huge though. Like I don't want to spend all our money on him. You know. Of course, of course. See it there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, you know how I feel about big men. Like we need, like we need a big man, and we need an athletic big man, especially with who we have on our team. So I feel like that. Like, I feel like he would gel here. Like, if he were here, he could gel. And I'm just looking at, I'll have this, I'll put the stats up on the screen so y'all can see with me. But, I mean, 16 points a game, that could, I mean. He averaged a double-double. He actually yeah. averaged a double-double all four years so far. Yeah, and I mean, as much as I hate to look it up, I don't want to look up Jakob Pertl's stats and, com- and compare them, but. They're not that different. I think he averages just less points, probably. And that's what we need. We need, I feel like we need somebody to draw people away from our point guards, our guards, you know? Mm. Like, we need somebody to, yeah, see Spurs, he's averaging only eight points a game. So, I mean... last season, he had 13. This current one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing, too, is I think DeJounte Murray's play style... It comp- kind of complements DeAndre Ayton because I don't think DeAndre Ayton has much range. He's not really a stretch kind of player. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see him hanging out in the paint. But um, I could see a classic move of either pick and roll. And the thing I feel about DeAndre Ayton, especially with Chip England, is uh, we can really perfect that pick and roll to the point where the role is something that comes natural to him anyway as a big man. But if Chip England works on him with at least his mid-range shots, then if the pick and roll isn't working, they can at least do like a pick and pop. And DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton can pop out and get some nice mid-range shots at like the top of the key like Timmy D used to get. E. And it takes, it's it just, it's also helped for Pirtle. I know a lot of people have been saying like, oh, we don't need Ayton because we've got our center already in Pirtle. But honestly, yo, if we got, if we got Ayton, I would love to keep Pirtle at center, put Aiton at power forward, move Keldon down to small forward, have DeJounte at point guard, and then our shooting guard could alternate based on what we need. It could be Devin. It could be Lonnie if we keep him. It could be Jay Rich if we need him or Primo. Who knows? Yeah, I'm I, – I mean, I agree 100% because that's like – that's what I want. I want a normal team because – 
I I I think I forgot who I was talking to this about. I don't know if it was with you all or Biggie D, but you know, in the playoffs it's different. Like we can we can probably win some games with our small bar lineup, but when it comes to the playoffs, the playoffs we need a fucking regular team. Like we need a power forward, we need a good center, and then we need like every we need everyone to play their positions. And if we have somebody like Keldon who's out of place at the power forward, that's an issue, you know? So I I don't know. I'm like really, 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 really hoping that maybe we can get Aiden. I know I know what you were saying, Jafar, but Well, there there are a few factors that go into it. Um because for all we know, the Spurs are still gonna try to draft a, a power forward or center and I don't I don't know if even if we did that, knowing the Spurs, whoever we draft isn't going to get immediate playing time. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend some time in Austin, probably. But Aiton is not the only option out there. He, he is an unrestricted free agent or not unrestricted. He's a restricted free agent. There are a few other players, especially big men out there that are just kind of floating around their names. So two of them I'm going to throw out here. One of them we were looking at before I just showed you all. A lot of people want us to trade with our conference contenders the rockets uh where we give up romeo langford our number 20 first round pick and zach collins for christian wood and then one that i'm looking at right now jesus fucking christ is um (laughs) uh, it's the san antonio spurs would trade doug mcdermott josh richardson and our number nine pick to atlanta in exchange for atlanta's number 16 pick and John Collins. Mm. Now those are also those are two power forwards, natural power forwards, because uh, I think Ayn's the only one who's a center. But if I had to choose between those two, I would take John Collins because I feel, as I was telling you all before, I feel like Christian Wood's stats are kind of just like based on the fact that he was on an 18-win roster. He's got fake points. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the same could be all, all. The same can also kind of be said with I. I Another one that's not really floating around for the Spurs, but I heard they're looking to shop him out is New York has Julius Randle, who is also a 2010 guy. And he, I think he was like a former, I think he was a number two pick overall or something back in the day. But uh, he also is a name out there that's a big man. So a lot of big men out there that the Spurs could go after. We have the cap space. But uh, of those names, Julius Randle, John Collins, and uh, Christian Wood, what do you all, what do you all feel on those names? Didn't John Collins just didn't he resign or something with the Hawks? He did, but there is still a lot of root like talk that he's not he's a he's not getting the playing time and touches that he really wants and he's kind of frustrated with like how the Atlanta Hawks should be good, but they are not. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. How they just kind of get keep getting caught up and sent out in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I guess I'm curious how that would turn out because I mean he'd be leaving one situation to another situation. I mean, of course I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sitting here. I feel like we're just a few pieces away from being you know playoff contenders again. We're but, a solid rebounder and a solid like accurate three point shooter away. Yeah, and then overall our team defense just needs to take it up just, a notch. Yeah, sure, 100% need that to happen. Which is surprising for a pop team to not be 100%. Times change. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, I feel like if Christian Wood came to the Spurs, I mean, I hear your points on on him having fake points, but, I mean, he still has to score over there, you know? And if he's got, if he's on a team that can help him, maybe, maybe it can, you know, work out in both ways. Like, it, it kind of frees up some space for him to make some moves. Like to do what he's got to do, and then it also frees up space for Dejounte and all of our 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 shooters. Well, we don't have any shooters, but <laughs> we have Josh Richardson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we do need to get rid of Romeo Langford. It's sounding like he's a bust, and we need to just yeah, that's fast. just a contract on our conscience right there. <laughs> yeah, but he's only got like one year, right? He's only probably. I don't remember his contract, but I'll look it up while y'all are talking. Falcon, how about you, man? How you feel about this? These names. I feel like the um, trade for Christian Wood seems like a uh, low risk. 
losing Zach Collins, Romeo Langford, and uh, 20th pick in the 2022 draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's low low risk, and I wouldn't mind gambling on Christian Wood. I don't know about the the other one though. John Collins. John Collins. But did you see the the one with the Sixers? Mm, which one is this one? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. So the Sixers, well, the, the Philadelphia 76ers receive Zach Collins, Doug McDermott, and DeJounte Murray. And the San Antonio Spurs receive Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, Charles Bassey, and the future first round pick. <laughs> That, that, Why I feel is like that Charles Bassey bad. in the conversation? I feel like that's someone just being a fanboy of Charles Bassey. <laughs> well, this one was on on the uh, on St. Anthony on the St. Anthony webpage, alumni webpage. Well, actually, this like... this article heading was the one about Spurs fans tearing up the trade uh, proposition thing. I feel oh, like right. we lose too much on that one. That 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 sets us back a bit. That sounds like a total rebuild move. Yeah. Because we're going to get but, rid of Bassey, get rid of Milton. We'll probably trade off Tobias. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, I mean, Falcon does bring up something that, I mean, I don't know if we still had some rumor stuff to talk about. But, I mean, I do want, I do have a little gripe to talk here. Because we've mentioned before, we follow some of the Facebook pages that talk, like the, the Spurs fan pages or whatever. And sometimes, man, sometimes they're just posting stuff on there like, like, what do y'all think about this trade? And it's like fucking trading LeBron fucking or, or like, I guess like more with the with the war. Let's go with the Warriors. It's like fucking trading for Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, fucking everybody. And then us giving up DeJounte. Like our entire starting five, and then all of our future picks for the next five years or something like that. It's like, dude, what the fuck are y'all? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what are y'all doing? It's like, oh, we could just, we could do like a sign and trade with, with, with just throwing names out there. Like, we could do a sign and trade with, with, with Steph Curry. Like, we could sign, like, they, the Warriors can sign him, and then he, he can come to, they can trade him over to us. And I'm like. First of all, why the fuck would he even want to do that? Like, why would he yeah. want to, to sign a trade? Like, that makes no sense. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I see some of them, and I'm just astonished by, like, how unrealistic they are. Like, I get it. Like, maybe they're just having trying to have a conversation. Like, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just picking on them, and they're just people that don't have friends or whatever, and they just want to have friends. But I'm, like, really astonished by the audacity of by some of these fucking picks. It's just, like, or not picks, these these trade uh suggestions i'm just blown away by how how unrealistic they are <laughs> well either way spurs need a big man i don't care if we yeah. sign ayton or wood or any of those guys or do a trade i just i, I the only thing that's going to piss me off is if we go this entire offseason without solving the, the issue in the post yeah but um there is also the last little rumor i've heard so far is uh that Manu Ginobili is now the next in line for for the coaching job that is uh that a lot of people say that it's kind of weird because his position within the organization is kind of like a free fluid position he's just an advisor slash like coach slash god knows what else to the team he's just kind of there so yeah there are some people thinking that i don't know if it'll happen i still feel like we, it's gonna end up being like James Borrego or or maybe Quinn Snyder or for oh God I hope Becky comes back, but oh. I I will just say real quickly I'm not going to linger on it too too long but if Manu was and ended up if he did end up being the the one who took over for Pop I'd feel fairly confident in his ability honestly already he's a very high IQ player so I agree I think he would well okay there's a lot more to coaching but. I'm I'm curious to see if Manu can translate that because you know I mean yeah like IQ plays a role but there's a lot to coaching than just that and I'm 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 nervous. True, you got to be able to light a fire under some people's ass. Yeah, you have to light a fire. You have to know when to when to when to say certain things, when not to say certain things. Uh, you need to be able to coach people up. You know, Pop doesn't just hate on people like he doesn't just yell at people he yells at people with a purpose and that's yeah. the like the, the thing that you have to learn 
as a coach is just learning when when yelling is appropriate, when yelling is not appropriate, and what have you. And I'm curious to see if Manu can can fill that role. I'm I I, I mean I want it. Like I'm curious to see where how Manu. I mean because Manu's had a lot of different coaches, so his perspective I feel like would be good. I mean he's got European coaches under him because I played in Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has his offensive, defensive mindset might be good, but the coaching, I think, is the question, which I would be curious to see how that goes. Yee, I I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't believe in skipping steps. Get it off your chest. Yeah, I don't believe in skipping steps. And uh, I didn't like when Tim Duncan skipped over Becky and became right-hand man to pop. And I feel like this is the same thing. And I don't think... Tim, you know, Tim just wanted to help out and and he ended up being at the practices and then he ended up on the bench and then he ended up the right-hand man and then he ended up coaching a game when Pop was out. And um, I think Manu, I love Manu, but I don't think Manu should be put into that position immediately. If anything, let him be an assistant first. He has to get the get the hang of it but i do think he can light the fire under players asses and i and i like i said i don't like it but i have a vision that if it were to happen that it would work but i don't mm-hmm. like it i don't <laughs> like the idea it's a high risk high reward it is yeah, kind of like I'm... uh the uh the playing tournament <laughs> which is mostly which is mostly high risk according to me and mark cuban <laughs> Please no tell us what Mark Cuban said. Okay, so he basically said the same shit I said back when the playing tournament started. I I was saying that this is a it it's an invitation for more injury because now you're playing a minimum of two or a maximum of two unnecessary games just to make the playoffs. When if you were already the seventh or eighth seed, you should have just been in the playoffs anyway. Um, the article also went on to mention that a lot of Cubans reasoning was kind of like how I said earlier, like we've gone all these years, one through eight, one through eight on both sides. How, like, how ridiculous would it be that if your team was sitting at the seventh seed, but they had to play in the turn in the, 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 the playing tournament anyway, and your star player got injured in the second quarter of that game. So of course you lose it. So now the eighth seed is now the seventh seed, and now you have to play whoever lost between the ninth and tenth seed, and you don't have your star player, so you lose to the tenth seed, and they're in your in there in the eighth spot. And now you're just like, we were in the playoffs anyway if we had never gone into the play-in tournament. So yes, it, it brings in more um, injury opportunities. And then he was also talking about just how it's thrown off the scheduling because even though the NBA has implemented the play-in tournament, they haven't really updated their contract with like sports uh or just tv in general so like the window of the nba season is still the same so they're cramming in the the play-in tournament where they cram it in what it forces is all the regular playoff games to kind of get smushed together and he was saying you know like a few years ago before the play-in tournament in the eastern conference finals you weren't playing every other night it was like every other other night or something like that so you were getting a lot of rest in between your games and that's what would make the games more competitive and he's just complaining that now these guys are injured they're a little fatigued because you know they might they might win around on a sunday and then they might have to go and start their next round on a tuesday in a whole other different time zone and back before the playing tournament that would they would have had a little more cushion between that they could have won a game on sunday and not started the next round on a th- until a thursday and had some days of rest and recuperation but now he's thinking that's why all these games are like blowouts is because the home team is obviously going to have some kind of advantage and they're going to win by like 10 15 points and there's no close games in these eastern conference finals there a lot of people are saying these eastern conference finals are some of the most boring in a, in a while because they're all blowouts so yeah that's just basically what he was saying i don't know how you guys feel about it but i'm i still feel that way about the about the play-in tournament unnecessary uh invites opportunity for fatigue and injury basically keeping it that and it's just stupid because a team that could that back in the day would be an obvious shoe in for the playoffs could potentially lose their spot to a, a team that has 10 losses uh more than them yeah, I I mean, I guess I am conflicted with it because 
I mean, for me, as a Spurs fan, I'm 100% about it because it gives the Spurs a chance to just sneak their way into the, to the playoffs. But I also understand that. And I mean, it makes sense. Like the more games you play in short, short and in a short amount of time, it does increase the amount of, of injuries. I mean, it's real easy to be, I mean, <laughs> might talk about this in a little bit, but I mean, I'm very well aware of how easy it is to sprain an ankle uh, just mm-hmm. by not doing anything. So, you know, I mean, a lot of times when I sprain my ankle, it's during times when I have been like working out and doing athletic shit and I'm doing it to a point where I'm a little fatigued. <laughs> I mean, of course, granted, I say a little fatigued. I'm not like at the anywhere near like NBA players, but I can understand how that could affect them. But yeah, I mean, I've heard some I've heard some suggestions that like keep the play in tournament, but also like change the first round from being a seven game series to like a five game or three game series. Because at that point, because you're playing number ones versus number number eights. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's like, do we really because, yeah, do we really need to watch a a sweep in that situation? I don't think so. Like we should we should lower those games. And then as the season or as the playoffs go on, you know, go back to like seven game series. So that makes sense. I, I I agree with kind of limiting the amount of games that we need to play. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like at the moment, I'm still very much for the play in tournament just because of the Spurs. But I think I think if the roles were reversed, like I think if this was like a few years ago, I would have been like, fuck this play in tournament. This is this is bullshit. We don't need why are these teams playing? playing in this but but ye that's i don't know i guess i i I guess my my opinion will change depending on the spurs position (laughs) right that's the that's and that's the thing the article (laughs) said it about the plan it's that it's fun until it's not and it's based on who your team is Uh falcon what do you feel right right i enjoy it right now because because of the spurs uh being being there just like sieta said and um it's funny that that Mark Cuban would say something with the Mavs being the fourth seed, you know, like they didn't have to worry about the playing tournament. They just sat and waited for their opponent. Well, they didn't wait mm. because they played the Jazz. Bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. But what's also, I mean, I do kind of see the people saying that it's pointless when you say, you know, low reward, because, like I mentioned a while back, there's only been one eight seed to ever reach the finals, and that was the Knicks against us, and. <laughs> There's never been a seven seed, I don't think. And there's only been one six seed that has ever won the NBA Finals, and that was the Rockets. So those teams that are nine and ten, and even the ones that are seven and eight, they really don't have much of a chance. And uh, so I I see how it can be pointless, but we enjoy it now because our Spurs are in it, and it just gives us that little bit of hope. And not just a little bit of hope, but a, a chance to see them play at least one more game. Mm-hmm. But you see that that like you said, it's now watch watch next year when we're seventh seed, and we yeah. have to play against the eighth seed and we lose. So we have to play right. against whoever won between nine and ten and we lose. And then we're not in the playoffs, and you're going to be pissed off that we even have a play-in tournament because we're sitting be, at seven. I'm going to be pissed, and I'll be extremely pissed if we are number seven and we get knocked out in the play-in. Just, like, this was the worst idea ever. You can be pissed, just don't be upset, man. Just don't be depressed and hurt yourself. Hey, speaking of hurting yourself, brown, 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 brown. We have, we have a we have a cohort that's uh, really good at hurting themselves. I do. I, I is this a product I, of your own that's coming up? Yeah, man. I'm I am known for hurting myself. So I, I if if for our listeners who don't know, I I think we've mentioned this multiple times. I am very injury prone specifically in my ankles i i hurt my ankle in high school once and ever since then i just constantly sprained my ankles so yeah i you know what i decided to partner and make some ankle stuff that will kind of help us out so yeah (laughs) i I have some stuff here that i'll go ahead and play for y'all let me go ahead and do that here Hey GSPN family, Sieta here. 
And today, I wanted to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is ankle injuries. In a recent poll conducted by GSPN, 100% of all athletes have had leg injuries and 33% have had reoccurring ankle injuries. And that same study discovered that ankle injuries are the leading cause of severe inconveniences, which is why we have partnered with New Leg. New Leg was founded in Guatemala and they are the leading experts on body part removal and transplant. With their patented transplant technology, they can replace your leg with someone else's. And if you act now, all GSPN listeners will get a 1% discount at checkout. Get your new leg today. GSPN is not responsible for any resulting injuries once the transplant is complete. Recipients are not allowed to ask where the leg came from, nor where their leg is going. GSPN is not responsible if you have been kidnapped, nor are they responsible if any organs are taken while surgery is happening. I tell you what, man, if we get a, if we get a couple of those for, for the Spurs, we might, we might be set for the future. We would never suffer another major injury again on our roster. Yeah, I 100% agree. Give that shit to Zach Collins before we trade him. <laughs> <laughs> that will that will increase his his trade value. Yeah, hopefully. Oh man, I don't have a smooth transition for this one, guys. Not really. <laughs> but um, we we got to move on to the to the nerdy shit here. I, it's been a few weeks at this point for for the listeners. But if you haven't by now, go on YouTube, type in Sheet Hulk, and actually, if you want. Uh, I guess they dropped on the same week, technically, She-Hulk and the Thor uh, trailers, right? It was kind of within a couple of days of each other. Uh, which one are we more excited about? I know Thor is a movie, She-Hulk's a show, but I'm kind of equally excited for both. I'm, equal, I'm, I'm excited for Thor, obviously, because I'm pretty sure this is the final chapter in his story, Chris Hemsworth. And it just looks like a fun movie again, because uh, Taika Waititi is, like, in, insanely awesome. But, uh... I'm also very excited for She-Hulk because I've only read like maybe a comic and a half where she's in it. She's just kind of like cameoed in it. So I don't know much about her. I, I just know the basic basics about her. But the show looks fun. It looks funny. It looks kind of witty. I know I, there's rumors that Daredevil's supposed to be in it and maybe a few other cameos or maybe even introductions that we don't know. So, yeah, man, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm I'm excited. About either of them. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about about. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Thor. I'm 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 excited just because, especially after this last trailer. This last trailer was like really, really, really revealing. I actually like Christian Bale as Gore. He did a really like. There was some. There, there was one line he said, and I was like, man, that's kind of like Batman, but not Batman. And I was like, huh, that's. That's a that's an interesting little little tidbit there. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm I'm just happy. I, I I'm hoping Natalie Portman because if you didn't know, uh, Siete Uno is a huge Natalie Portman fan. Well, more I have a crush and love in love with her. So just you know her her being in the in the movie again, I'm happy about because I know there was a lot of issues especially around Thor 2, which is why she's been absent from the MCU for so long. I am happy they managed to bring her back as well. Yeah, so I'm 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 happy about that. I I hope that this movie kind of cuz dude, like Natalie Portman's a great actress, but whenever it comes to like blockbuster movies, like going back to our previous conversation with the prequels with Star Wars, it's been like, "Uh, she didn't really do that much in those movies." And, like, she played a character there that was supposed to be, like, a badass, which, you know, if you watch the Clone Wars and all the sub- supplemental shit, she is a badass. But mm. in the movies, she's kind of, of I guess, put into this... I mean, in, in Attack of the Clones, she's falling in love with a fucking psychopath. <laughs> and then and then in, the, in, in Revenge of the Sith, she's nearly... She's literally just there to be pregnant. True. And then to die. She so wasn't Black Swan, though. Oh, man. But, well... Eh. Hold on. Eh. Black Swan's different. <laughs> Black Swan is, like, fucking top-tier shit. I mean, let's not... Let's not... Oh, there it is. That's I what need I, to rewatch that. This is the, the line that I was looking for. But, ye, but going into... It's funny that I just found that line. Going into She-Hulk. I mean... As far as the 
first of all, the actress is a fucking phenomenal actress. I'm really disappointed that she's She-Hulk because I want her to be in something else. Like, I want her to be another character, like another, like, big character. Like, not big as in physical-wise big, but, like, big as in storyline big. Like, like I want her to be, like, Jean Grey or fucking maybe Rogue. I don't know. Mm. She's... Because if you don't know... So, the, the person that's playing She-Hulk, her name is Tatiana Maslany. She's she was in this show called Orphan Black. Have y'all heard of that show? Yeah, people have told me to watch it, but I never did. Yeah, it's a really good show. Have you heard of it, Falcon? Zero, sir. So uh, just as a just to let you know, Orphan Black, it's it's it, 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 I'm spoiling something in the first episode, so it's whatever. So basically, she plays she plays this character named Sarah. And she goes, like, you know, she's kind of like this, like, she used to be this juvenile delinquent. She's an orphan. And she, you know, she she's kind of a little bit of a criminal, like a like a small-time criminal. And, you know, she's getting drunk with her adopted brother. And she she goes to a train station. And while she's there at the train station, she sees someone kill herself. But the person that killed herself looks exactly like her. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? And she basically goes and steals her identity. Uh, but it kind of it kind of comes into this big old story. Like, there's a reason why she looks like her. And, you know, I, I guess I'll spoil it. If you don't want to know spoilers for Orphan Black, you know, don't listen. But it's about cloning, and she's a clone. So, she, <clears throat> but she plays all of the clones in the, mo- in the show. She plays like like ten or twelve different clones. Damn. Each, each clone has a different identity, and sometimes I forget that it's different people. And I have actually my favorite like like I forget that she's different people, and like I'm like oh yeah this clone is like fucking hot and I fucking love her, and it's the same fucking person. <laughs> but I digress. It's it's a really good show. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. I, I think it's an awesome show, but that's like because of that is why I feel like she deserves to be in something bigger. Like I want her to be like some fucking awesome, awesome show, and that's not where she's at. You know, she's. It's gonna be awesome though. I have a feeling it's gonna catch people off guard, kind of like how Guardians of the Galaxy did back in the day, because no well, one knew who the Guardians were, and then all of a sudden people were like. You seen Guardians of the Galaxy? And now I'm like, I bet you She-Hulk's gonna be like kind of funny and boom. Well, I mean, I'm I'm cool with it being funny, but like I my argument is that I feel like she's wasted in that role. Like she Tatiana like my my argument is that Tatiana Maslani The actress the actress is a fucking badass actress. Like she needs to be in something bigger. Like I, I'm not saying like I like I want She-Hulk like I want there to be a She-Hulk show, like I think that's a good story to tell and I think it would be it would be good. Do they know who the villain's gonna be? Uh, I think they showed like what's his name. Uh, I've seen the trailer twice and I honestly never even paid attention to see who a villain was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's what's his name. It's it's the not who's the villain in the in the Incredible Hulk. Oh, Apocalypse. Not, not Apocalypse. Uh, 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 I'm an idiot, dude. That's DC. Uh, <laughs> it would be an abomination. Abomination. Yeah, abomination. Yeah, abomination is the the villain, and I think because I think I saw him in there. And oh, I think that's they even right. he wasn't there. Yeah, so like I'm excited. Like I'm I'm really excited about it, but I don't want her to be in that role. Like I want her, like I want Tatiana Maslany to be in something bigger. Like, I want her to be a bigger figure in the MCU. Well, so I get my argument with that. Thankfully, this is her introduction. Maybe if the show does well, she'll get a movie where she gets more depth and they get mm-hmm. a little more serious. Well, you know, I mean, one problem I have is I'm not a fan of the CGI part of it because she's going to have to be in CGI the entire time. That's what a lot of people said, but um, they've got time to work on it, I'm sure, right? They, they fix Sonic. Back in the yeah. day, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, th- th- that's not my like. I'm not worried about how it looks. My concern is just the fact that she has to be. Oh, in- why? Why couldn't they just paint her a bit? Uh, not even paint her. Like I just like Gamora. Yeah. No, like I, I, I actually, I, I mean, I just don't want her to be CGI. Like I want her to just be Tatiana Maslany. Like I want her to, mm-hmm. like, act. And I feel like, cause, dude, you know, like, and it guys, I guess this goes back into the prequel talk. You know, CGI shit, it's hard to act. You know, oh, like, yeah. have you seen, have you seen like the behind the scenes of Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk? It's like it's like so weird and just so like I honestly whenever I and I guess this is just a personal thing. Whenever I watch those movies, I always sit there and think about like how <laughs> fucking what's his name? Who played Thanos? Josh Brolin or James? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. I just think about how Josh Brolin in real life is just sitting there in a unitard. <laughs> with a fucking stick behind his back with Thanos's face That's like, true. and like I always think about that and I'm just like Josh Brolin is a really good actor and they're fucking forcing him to be in that suit or whatever I'm like you just need to and I mean uh, and, and you know one one movie that made fun of it that I thought like ma- it made sense like at, when I saw it I was like oh, okay well I don't really care about it that much anymore was uh Spider-Man Far From Home when they put what's his name in that suit, but it made sense for him to be in that suit for the movie. Yeah. Um, what was his name? The guy that played Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't know. I I I guess my concern is just like I I like Tatiana Maslany, so I just want her to be in something bigger. Well, I just hope Daredevil is a bigger part of it too. I hope it's not just a small like here and there thing i hope they like maybe tag team or maybe i even hope they have a beef fuck it i don't even care <laughs> that'd be wanna, interesting i just want to see some like yeah right yeah but some daredevil versus she hulk <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i did want to look up i because i looked it up and i showed it to you i don't know if y'all read the little WikiLeaks thing but i was like i i couldn't remember i was like wasn't she hulk like in Old Man Logan, I was like, I feel like she was like captured and forced to breed Hulk's children, and I'm like, that was weird. That was like a really weird story. It's all part. universe. It's all universe. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's like, like even like even with all universe, I'm just like, that's something that's, that really that's as happened. close to like DC vibes as Marvel's ever gotten. <laughs> well, dude, no, you know what? I found like because like. I mean, this is just really going off rails here, but I've <laughs> I, I watch a lot of like breakdown shit and whatever, and you know, Scarlet Witch and fucking what's his name were also in that same type of situation. Magneto? No. No, 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 no. Her brother, what's his name? Uh, oh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, they had they were for oh, it was in the Ultimate Universe. They had kids in the Ultimate Universe, which is. <laughs> They forced them to have that. I'm like, that's really weird that y'all are forcing brother and sister to have kids. But I don't know. Fucking mm. Marvel Marvel pulled some weird shit, too. Can't be weirder than two Lokis falling in love. <laughs> ah, but that makes sense. <laughs> right. Well, so speaking of Loki, let's get into the Thor stuff, man. I, uh, yeah, like, let's talk a little more about Thor real quick before we wrap up. I, you were right. It's really good to see Christian Bale. In a in a villainous role, he looks great as Gore the God Butcher, but Butcher Butcher. I uh, I never read the comics with uh, Gore, but um, the YouTuber uh, Comics Explained and Comic Storian, I think they both have videos on that run, and I've watched both, uh, so I know the storyline. So I'm very interested to see how much they pull from it. Um, his makeup looks great. The way his design, I think it looks very sinister. It looks really cool. Um, I'm excited to see um, the the different kind of powers that Jane brings into the Thor mantle. And I'm just curious. I don't think the Guardians are going to be in it too long. I think yeah. they might just be in like the first, fourth. But uh, other than that, dude, I'm just curious to see what other people it might introduce. Obviously, we get what's his face as Zeus, uh, Russell Crowe, who looks Which old is- as shit, by the way. Um, yeah. Like holy cow! I did not know he looked like that. Now, 
but whatever. The guy's like 60. I just <laughs> keep, I, whenever I think of Russell Crowe, I just always picture Gladiator. And that was like 22 years ago, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. So dude. it's not the same guy. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited, man. It's, it looks like it's going to be an epic, epic journey. I think it's going to be very, I, something tells me it's going to be pretty heartwarming. Something tells me that it's going <laughs> to make me cry. I have a, a feeling where Thor's just, Thor's always been that kind of character where he like struggles with his inner demons and he kind of takes them on alone. And I think he's finally at that point in his life where he's had the best development, some of the best development in the MCU. Uh, so I think he's at that point in the life where he's like got his friends, he's got Korg, now he's got Jane again and this is going to be a big bad villain where he's probably going to finally put all the old Thor aside and be like, you know, let's go into this thing. Uh, if I die, I die. It's for the better of the of the future, the MCU, even though he doesn't know what the MCU is. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, something's telling me this is going to be a surprise movie and it's going to actually make me get into my feels. Do you think he will die? I don't know if he'll die, but I think he this is this is like the last big flicker that the candle has before it starts to to diminish. I, I, I can see that happening. So, yeah, I don't know, man, but yeah. What, what about you, Falcon? You've been, you've been taking a shit. Oh yeah. (laughs) Apologize. The coffee hit finally this morning. It doesn't hit immediately, but it hits. Took you Um, 24 hours. (laughs) 12. Oh yeah. 12. True. Oh no. A little bit more. But at any rate, yeah, this trailer was pretty cool. It was funny. Uh, I like the humor. Y'all mentioned Christian Bell. Of course, who could not? He goes, the Dark Knight is now white, creepy. White person. devil. <laughs> white devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was looking at some of the the animated versions, the comic versions of uh, Gore. Pretty creepy, man. Pretty creepy looking. And good thing, you know. Uh, they were pretty simple, I guess, uh, with Christian Bale, but it delivers. And um, maybe you're right. This is where the cowboy rides away. It was good to see Korg, you know, after he he gave us that monologue a couple weeks ago. Now he's over here narrating a story. So uh, he's he's doing what he does. Doing what he does, beast. Spoke <laughs> <laughs> too soon, eh? Yeah, yeah dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, I'm telling you right now. I like I'm using the word great so loosely, but I, I'm confident enough to to do that. Yeah, dude. I you know why I feel like I feel like I don't know how important Valkyrie really is to the overall MCU, but I feel like this is a good spot to where because I've read on CBR I think that even though Jane Foster's coming in as the quote unquote new Thor. She's not really the new Thor of the MCU. She's just going to probably be in this movie and make like an appearance elsewhere. But she's never really going to get her own Thor movie. Yeah. Um. So part of me is like, is this really where Thor just kind of like goes into the shadows from the Asgardians and maybe we start to shine some more light on Valkyrie as the queen of Asgard or king of Asgard, whatever she calls herself. Um, also, I was watching Endgame the other day and I was just curious, where the fuck does Valkyrie's uh, Pegasus come from? They never <laughs> like explained that. <laughs> She's just riding on a Pegasus. I'm like, didn't they all die against Hela? But whatever. <laughs> where do they store those guys? But yeah, man, um... God, I cannot wait for that movie. I, I know it's going to make me cry just because of the soundtrack already from the trailers. Something tells me it's going to have good music that makes you cry with the scene that it's attached to. So, there we go. Dude, music music is the key, man. They have good music. I'm fucking, fucking all is. Guardians of the Galaxy always fucks me over with their shit. Dude, so, not just side note, just like random. There was a movie that came out on, on Hulu. I think it was called Fresh. I haven't watched it yet. But I really want to watch it, even though I've been told like the entire plot and the plot's kind of ah, not the greatest in the world. But the trailer for the movie, well, it wasn't even the full trailer. It was just like a, an ad they always post on Instagram. But they the song they used is a fucking like catchy song. And I'm like, I want to watch this this movie because legit just because of the song. And I still want to watch it, even though I know the song is not in the movie. <laughs> And the plot is a little not that great. So, yeah, I mean, 
Music music is a key role for me here. <laughs> I get that vibe. But yeah, man. Uh is there anything else that we're missing from the MCU? Those are the two big things coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we'll get to the future stuff later. But yeah, man, this might be uh the final bow for Thor. Uh and I'm okay with that because the other th- big the other remain or the other ones of the big three for the Avengers have kind of gotten their story put to rest. Yeah. That being Tony and, and Captain America. So I think this is kind of putting the the last scoop of dirt on the grave for Thor. But uh yeah, dude, I mean, not much else to say. You guys got anything? No? Wow, that's a first. <laughs> but nombre, but yeah, man. Um nombre, for the up. listeners out there, man, just keep uh keep on watching. You know, uh, when She-Hulk drops, go ahead and watch it. When Thor comes out, go and help, go ahead and watch it. Because you know, as soon as we can, we're going to be out here spoiling it for y'all in another episode. So we, we love to watch things as soon as they come out, or at least within the first three days. Yeah, um, we try and to we watch do not do the grace period. <laughs> we can't. We can't do the grace period. We're too small exactly. to do that. You, you think there's grace periods in this line of work? You know what kind of fucking shit we have to fucking do in this line of work? <laughs> you don't want to know. We've you don't watched know. shit. We've talked about shit that most people don't talk about for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right, but in all seriousness, y'all, we will be back again um, with another episode next week. So keep on listening. The next episode coming up is going to be a pretty fun one. We got some trivia and stuff, and we might play some more Spurtle. So do your Spurs. Uh, history go and look at some old rosters because maybe you can play along and see if you can figure it out before these guys or myself but signing out for this episode i was your host the one and only darth jafar always at your service i would never hurt i would never hurt anyone i would never i would never hurt anyone i sound like wanda that's that's an interesting thing to say i'm innocent even more interesting to say that's something anakin would probably say (laughs) I have been the Siete Uno, and I am like a little scared of Jafar now. I don't know. Like that's now I'm now I'm suspicious. I don't know if I should be or not. Hmm. And this is Falcon Shoe. And I ain't never scared <laughs> of Darth Jafar. You will be. You will be. <laughs> Peace, y'all. I don't get it. <laughs> you will be. You will be. <laughs> well, now I'm not afraid. This has been another episode of GSPN. Follow us on social media at Geek Sports Podcast Network on Facebook, Official GSPN on Instagram, and Official underscore GSPN on Twitter. And while you're there, help some brothers out and share our content. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. <laughs>